everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. I'm David, and this is the podcast we're watching the TV show Lost backwards. It's in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before. Well, I've never seen Lost before we started recording this podcast. Right. Since then, I've watched many episodes of Lost. Yeah, 29 or maybe 30. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm also another one of our bros on the show, AJ. So tonight we're considering, or this or this podcast we're considering, <laughs> This Place is Death, which is season five, episode five. And um, basically after meeting the French science team, Jin reunites with the remaining island survivors. Microphones are in the way here for me. But yeah, that's essentially <laughs> that that Yeah, let's take it one more time. Okay, sure. From the top, All one right. more time with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuck. Okay, here we go. All right. So... After meeting the French science team, Jin reunites with the remaining island survivors who are experiencing trouble and coping with Charlotte's deteriorating health. Meanwhile, Sun holds Ben at gunpoint and stops his plan to return to the island. Nice. French science team sounds like some sort of weird superhero. <laughs> yeah, also sounds like maybe my favorite uh, ska band ever. Yeah, that's not French like science. <laughs> Would they be French science? No, they have to be. <laughs> French science. Yeah, that yeah. works. That works just fine. <laughs> so we're I can't think of a better ska pun than that. <laughs> that was perfect. Like, sci, ska, wait, wait, we'll get it. We'll get there, you guys. Science? Science. 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 Which, if you say it too fast, sounds like sky science. <laughs> but I guess that's, that's fine. That is what they call the study of the sky. <laughs> that is what they call the study yeah. of the sky. Science? Science. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we all took that in like our elementary school classes. There's... People that people didn't know a lot about the sky, they're scientists. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that was my favorite subject in school. People like math, spelling. I like science. Mm-hmm. I'm a science kind of guy. <laughs> Science, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so where should we jump in here? Because this episode kind of got a lot going on. This this was actually really interesting. Like, I enjoyed watching this episode, which is not something that I say very often (laughs) during the recording of this podcast. Like, I enjoyed the fact that apparently time travel is killing them slowly. Yeah. And that's not just because I want everyone on the show to die. (laughs) I thought it was an interesting way to uh, sort of make sure that they're very invested in this whole, like, oh, we better stop this time-traveling business, rather than uh-huh. just being like Sawyer and being like, let's invest in Microsoft. <laughs> right. This is kind of a fun one. So they're skipping through time. There's all that stuff that's going on. Um, we start, we meet up with Jin, who... Apparently is skipping through time, but he does not know what what's yeah. going on. Possibly, he, he also just, he's not speaking English yeah, very English well. Very bad. So uh, I'm guessing from here on in, uh, it's only going to get worse for me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like he's just unlearning stuff before my very eyes. <laughs> next, the, the next time we see him in a couple of episodes, his English is fine. He speaks fluently, as we <laughs> learn from those subtitles. So I think they should have had, in that episode where they joined the Dharma Initiative, just had a line where Sawyer's like, now nah, we got to teach you some English. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, like, reflective, oh, I guess, looking back on what happens. With- there were a bunch of things that uh, I remember seeing callbacks to later, which feels really weird that I experienced a callback <laughs> before the moment thereof. The hole in the wall that the French science team found. Yeah, they can see it all. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where Monta- Montans. I don't know how to. 
pronounce that in French. Um, his arm gets ripped off, and they mm-hmm. find his armless corpse in the under the temple. Montra? Montan? Montan? Yeah. I thought there was an R. Maybe. Well, there's certainly no arm. Ah. <laughs> there's a few. There's like a... They throw around names for a team that's going to be dispatched of like within the first 10 minutes of the show. Like everybody's got names. It's just so weird. Yeah. Like there's Brennan and there's Lacombe. There's a Danielle and, you know, we know Danielle Rousseau. And then yeah. there's a Nadine. So they, the whole French team... <laughs> I guess like not like they're not like they're not gonna have names. Right. Like, they're not they're gonna need to refer to their, each other while they're on this thing, but it just seemed like they're throwing like they're <laughs> shotgunning names around yeah. in this jungle real quick. Maybe it's supposed to uh sort of lull the audience into thinking like, Oh, we're gonna get to know these characters yeah. and then you're like, Nope, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they no. all go and die. They dead. Nadine dead. Nadine <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah, Jin. Jin kind of cries out when they hear the sound, like, oh, what is it? And he says it's a monster. I guess from his first meeting, there's that one guy, I think it was the one who lost his arm. Mm-hmm. He's just, I guess they had to make him, like, the biggest asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so that when he dies, you don't feel so yeah. bad. You want to see him get his arm ripped off. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, not the arm ripping part. That's kind of fun. <laughs> but, like, it's 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 interesting because he kind of just plays, like, asshole to, like, Jin, like, for the first five minutes of the show. No. He just, he tells him to shut up and, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, we're all going this way and all this and that. But he's just kind of a jerk off. And then yeah. That's that's normally TV shorthand for like oh yeah this is this guy's gonna die yeah well see that I mean that's why at this point in the show all of the jerk characters have been killed <laughs> so we only have the nice people yeah, the best people including Ben I don't know <laughs> well maybe like if you're nice or like super duper manipulative like, or you're like a low key jerk like Ben <laughs> yeah you're just easy on the jerk button easy on the jerk button. <laughs> Easy on the jerk button definitely sounds like, uh, I don't know what it sounds like, but there's (laughs) pornography in my head now. (laughs) I'd say it's my second favorite ska band. Yeah, I feel like it's the the name of uh, the the first album. album. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) By the uh, French scientists. Sky. Sky. French scientists. And their first album. Easy on the jerk button. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's like you're telling someone to stop using that nut meme. <laughs> the nut button. There's a nut meme. Yeah, yeah. It, there's there's a a button that just says nut. What? <laughs> and then uh, you post that right after uh, you see like a provocative picture or something. Oh, gross. I get it. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh man, learning so much on this podcast yeah. about, about nut buttons. <laughs> So uh, it's a band name. I don't yeah. know why I'm writing these down. The Nut Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Nut Buttons, that's a punk rock group, I think. Yeah. They're just like three kids that play music <laughs> in a garage. They're all like, <laughs> their mother is just very concerned. Are you kids doing okay down there? Do you got? Do you need me to make you guys some more Hot Pockets? <laughs> no, Mom. We're just working on our signature song, where the Nut Buttons. Yeah. That's how you know they're a punk rock band, because their first song they write is also the name of their band. Uh-huh. <laughs> Throughout this episode, I got a really strong... There's a lot of them wandering through the wilderness where they're kind of like flashing through time. Mm-hmm. kind of has like some tie-in to maybe some religious imagery, like how the show normally does. But we have Locke, who is supposed to be the leader in charge, but you see even in this instance, he's very unsure of himself. Yeah. And that's just standard Locke kind of doing his thing. But I noticed that they do wander. They, they're kind of getting tossed around through time. They have a place to go, but they're just kind of out and about and everything 
But yeah, I don't know. I just got some strong religious iconography. I, I, like wandering, like like Moses and the uh, and the Israelites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. They and I guess in the Bible they were wandering for like forty years in the wilderness. They couldn't <laughs> find their way out. And in this particular case, they were wandering too. Uh, but they only wandered from. 1988 uh, backwards to 74, I guess. That's right. Was it consistently backwards, though? No, because we know that at one point when Jin gets flashed away from the guys of the temple and then he stumbles on that arm that's still got a bunch of meat on it. Like That can't have been more than uh, maybe a few weeks. Yeah, a few days, a few weeks. A few days, a few weeks. Yeah, it looked... Pretty decre- decrepit. Like, yeah. It looked really. It looked up. decrepit, but it's not like years or. Anything. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like a skull, a skeleton. Right. Um, also, yeah. uh, Danielle was still pregnant. Yeah. So it is definitely less than two months. Yeah, she was seven months pregnant. So weird to believe that like Jin flashed, you know, like a few months into the future, yeah. and then like they just left the arm there, and he comes back, and they're all just at each other's throats. Yeah. They said that there's a sickness. We kind of heard that in later seasons, but. They didn't tie it into well uh, to like whatever we saw later. Yeah, we don't then, know what happened when they were sick. And that, then, I thought the sickness is just uh, turning being the smoke monster. Mm. I, well, Jin, well, uh, doesn't uh, Saeed become sick with this evil later on in like season six or five or five or whatever? Later? Yeah, throughout season six, uh, after they put him in that pool, which I guess that's what they did to this French team. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that's got to be the they case. Made them evil like they made Saeed evil even though he wasn't really evil as much as he was boring <laughs> he was sad he yeah. was uninterested <laughs> like all of a sudden it's just like oh god Saeed's an art <laughs> <laughs> Saeed is very uninterested in uh in this cat fight that's no. going on here gonna make a black and white film with balloons <laughs> and trains it's French yeah <laughs> at the very end he's gonna finish <laughs> the letters Finn if I end. Yeah, so maybe, like, when you get thrown into that pool, you kind of get imbued with the memories of everyone else they threw into that pool. So that's how he got so French in his <laughs> actions, is because he's got all those French people's artistic tastes in him now. Montal. <laughs> Montal. We kind of find out a little bit more about Charlotte this episode. Um, I guess this is the first in a good while, because this is the episode we've seen her die. So we're going to see her stick around for a little while longer, but she's an anthropologist. Like, that was her whole, I guess that's her whole function? Her yeah. Her whole, whole, uh, like, what, what use would they have to bring an anthropologist to the <laughs> island? Like, I can understand, like, you know, mercenaries and people that speak to dead people. Yeah. But I guess that's a question of who was it that brought her to the island. Mm. Because depending on who it was, that could have different different reasons for having an anthropologist there. Because right. anthropology, uh, the way that I learned the difference between the social sciences <laughs> is that uh, psychology is a study of uh, one person's mind. Right. Uh, sociology is a study of uh, the mind in groups. Anthropology is the study of the history of groups, mm. and political science is the study of how groups are led. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, because then I guess in that case, yeah, it would be. I would, I would imagine that would be a, a good team member to have on board. Whatever this island is, whoever sent her to the island is going to have to have some background knowledge. Plus, we know that the island kind of bounces around from here and there. We kind of know that it doesn't have any real. I don't know, shared history, but it seems like it kind of has a lot of things and influence from Marduk, like Egyptian lore. There's yeah. other things on the island. Yeah, and we but- learn 
We learned last week that it moves throughout space usually, and now it's also moving throughout time. So it's it's basically a Doctor Who kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. island is Tartarus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I, I know I'm kind of stuck here because I don't know, <laughs> we're talking about like religious stuff too. But um, I don't know, something that I found was kind of interesting was um, I, I guess throwing back towards the religious imagery that comes around. There's a there's a well. There's a well that they end up finding where Locke has to kind of go down. It's almost like a descent into hell. You know, uh, that's that's the kind of thought process I got. Yeah. But he's supposed to be this leader, and whatever he ends down there ends up hurting himself. But um, yeah, it it, it kind of had strong imagery of like you you know you're going into this place that's uh, it's down. Yeah. Who was the guy that uh, guided Dante through the inferno? Mm, Virgil. Was it Virgil? Yeah. Is Virgil like someone's dad? Um, all I really know about Virgil is he is also the name of the Chicken Man from the not Mad Max, Mighty Max. Is that the name of that show? The, the one about the mouse. He was a kid and he had a magical hat that would take him through different realities. And there was a big like warrior man that was there with him and a, a chicken, a chicken man. This is like Mighty his, Max? Yeah, I think it's called Mighty Max. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds vaguely The only virtual I know is the black manservant of the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> 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 uh, what did you guys make of, of Locke getting into that, that well? Yeah, no, I think you're right with that, that uh, hell imagery stuff. Like, he gets, he gets immediately cut off from all of, all of his friends and things and breaks his leg. He's in a lot of pain and then... You know, uh, Christian Shepherd shows up, and we know that at this point that was the smoke monster pretending to be him, which is like the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, so he's the devil, he's not the uh, Virgil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking for parallels in the wrong... No, that, that kind of that kind of fits, yeah. Because, like, um, we know, yeah, what the, the smoke monster is supposed to represent, I guess, evil incarnate or whatever is bad, and signified by a man dressed in black. Yeah. But then I wonder, because, like, in a way, it was kind of like Virgil, because he kind of had to, like, um, he instructed him a little bit, almost mm-hmm. as a guide as how to get this whole thing going. I wonder if John would have been able to steal himself to move as well to that, whatever that frozen donkey yeah. wheel thing was. I guess he would have had to eventually, just because, like, what else is he going to do? Just lay there and die in this <laughs> cave? Yeah, that's true. But even up until this point, like, he he's doing this thing, but it seems like this lock is fraught with a lot of, like, doubt. Maybe he kind of believes, but but it, it seems like his belief is there. Uh, I don't know. He kind of proves his, his beliefs by doing whatever he does. It Just, seems like he believes things, like he strongly believes them, mm. but he's not sure how to do things. Yeah, pretty much. That kind of sums up law. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that man of faith, right? And so he believes that like this is what needs to happen. So he's just he's following it. He's got his faith in this thing, but then he doesn't actually know what to do with it. And it seems like he fails a lot so when he it, actually is faced is with these that, things. Is it that Locke is the guy who uh, knows like what's supposed to happen but doesn't know how to do it? Yeah. Whereas Jack is the guy who knows how to make things happen, but he's ultimately directionless because he doesn't know what he wants to happen? Yeah, I think that's a good uh, way of describing it. Like, what, Jack? Jack? Jock is is that yeah. what the ship is called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lock Jack yeah. ship. Yeah. Oh. I think that's what the French team would have called him. Yeah, Jacques. Jacques. Yeah, he's. No, uh, that, that actually sounds like that portmanteau that you would make where uh, you're having two characters uh, in love with each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> I am almost certain that if we go to look up the, uh, the erotic fan fiction of Jack and Locke, that it will have that phrase in there. 
But yeah, I mean, Jack's the guy who's like, yeah, he gets stuff done. Right? He puts his mind to doing things, but he doesn't he doesn't really get what's going on. You know, I mean, he doesn't. You see later on, like, oh, yeah, I have to get back to the island, but he doesn't even know why. And then, like, he's just always constantly trying to do stuff, but doesn't see the bigger picture. Yeah, like, he is very much, like, forest for the trees type of character. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the way of his particular faith. He's not actively questioning or wondering about certain aspects of it. He's just, it's almost like a blind faith. I don't know if there is any, like, um, he doesn't have any, has some mild reasoning to believe what he believes, but a lot of it is just kind of a... Just an exercise in blind faith, from what I can see. I mean, he just kind of just does what he's told by all these different forces, and then eventually becomes his downfall, like we saw in the episodes yeah. afterward. So, like, he doesn't have any real solid ground to stand on. I mean, without him relying or putting trust in other people, right. that becomes his whole demise. Yeah, because yeah, I think if he if he had his faith and he does these things that are, he's, he starts moving in the direction that people are telling, oh, these are the things that need to happen. But then he also has enough skepticism about it to, like, you know, try to keep himself safe and not strangled by Ben and all these all these things that kind of get him screwed over. And he had been he had turned out uh, much better off. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, what kind of argument is the show trying to make with that? Because it, it shows that his blind faith is not rewarded. Yeah, right. not really. Right? Like maybe after his death, and even then, it's not even him. Yeah. Um, Was. Uh... Jack ultimately ultimately rewarded though before he found faith. I think he also had kind of a hollow existence. Yeah, yeah. the show is obviously saying that you need to balance both faith and reason. Yeah, yeah, in order to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Also, uh, I wasn't able to find it, but I think that perhaps maybe it's called Leopard because uh, Shepherd is Jack's last name, right? Oh, so yeah. if it's Lock and Shepherd mm. rather than uh, Jack and Lock, because that would be like Jack and John. Yeah, I can accept that that's what they call it, but I feel like that's more like a Voltron kind of thing. Like when they <laughs> join forces to fight, it would be like a Leopard thing. But like if they're if they're joining forces to bone, then yeah. it's uh, Jock. I, I think Jock is more <laughs> appropriate. What do you guys make of the scene where Christian says, I can't help you? Like, he says, can you help me out so I can get to this task that I'm supposed to do? Either he's being a jerk or he can't <laughs> physically interact with people. Yeah, it's a good question. Have we seen the smoke monster in human form? Oh, he kind of has, right? Like, he's he's gotten to fist fights with people and all that, right? Has he? Well, I guess in that. I think when he takes Locke's form, it's different. Oh, that's right. It's uh, different and it's not explained why it's different, right? <laughs> like, why he's... He can't change out of Locke's body later right. on in the show. But in this case, yeah, I don't think we've ever... I don't know if we've seen... I mean, we've seen the smoke monster manipulate um, a lot of people, yeah. I guess, so far. And as smoke, he's able to touch people. Yeah. So, I wonder... It, I maybe, wonder. Maybe he knew that if he made Locke do something on his own, that Locke would uh, ultimately uh, do it better. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could also be part of that original, I guess... Um, the stipulation that he had with with Jacob, where they can't interfere with these people, no. you know, these mm-hmm. candidates, and this point they're not candidates, but, right. or not known to them that they're candidates. But mm. maybe he can't actually physically do the thing, or he can't physically help them right. by, by carrying them to this donkey wheel. But you can only give them whatever guidance, and whatever, especially so. if uh, the end game there is to make it so that someone can kill Jacob. Yeah, right. This is weird because I think Jacob's cheating because. <laughs> You saw that episode where he was going around touching everybody. Yeah, I wonder, because Jacob touches people, they become 
this anointed thing or right. this this thing that that's they held become to a this candidate. right yeah. right so they held to this possible candidacy or they're in a covenant with Jacob but people who touch the smoke monster aren't in a different situation they they kind of just get the sickness right? yeah so it's like two wow. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to find that to uh, dub over your maybe not dub over your version maybe I'll just put it right here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was trying to make that noise quietly and I realized my throat doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, it, it's very hard to say that at normal speaking no. volume. Try it. Wah-ah. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. And it doesn't work. You, to make it break, you have to go louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know from Down with the Sickness? Yes. Like, if you just try and drop it in casual conversation, it's just, are, are you having a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why did you just say, wah? <laughs> it's like, excuse me, sir, are you having a stroke? Wah. Sir, I can't. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> wah. Yeah, so it makes it so you can't quote that song without becoming physically excited about it. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. It was a genius uh, move by Disturbed. 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 <laughs> Pretty short. Do you guys remember that album cover? No. Yeah, it was like a weird head with fingers something. Oh, there was that one, I think. There was that one oh. where it, it looked like he was in a straight jacket. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just remembering the head part of it. <laughs> so, guys, if you know what Disturbed look like, looks yeah. like, please tweet at us. Tweet us I assume it was a bald white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. That That's kind of a cheat, though. Uh, unless they had, like, giant weird colored hair, they were all bald white dudes. <laughs> yeah, I think they were all bald white dudes with... Uh, Facial piercings. Mm-hmm. Hey, what was the uh, the wake up, put on a little makeup, guys? <laughs> oh, that uh, uh, system, system of a down. down. System of a down. That's right. Uh, right. To be fair, I th- I think that the uh, uh, Serge doesn't come as a white guy. No, he's Armenian, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah. The guy the with band. the goatee and yeah. the. Mm-hmm. Are they all singer. Armenian? I think so. I think that's what the whole thing was. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just Serge. I could totally be wrong. No, I, I would commit to that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the podcast. Um, System of a Down is made up entirely of Armenian no. musicians. It, it is uh, 80% body hair. <laughs> <laughs> and 100% rock. Yeah. So if uh, any of our, our music trivia is incorrect, tweet us at WhatBroPod. And if it's absolutely correct, also tweet us. Uh, if you good. don't know, you can tweet us and then we'll, and we'll teach you all out. about it. You, you could actually tweet uh, your music trivia to oh, us yeah. at WhatBroPod. Especially if it has something to do with uh, uh, late 90s, early aughts, uh, yeah. hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rock, um, Charlotte makes a mention to Geronimo Jackson. Yeah. Is Geronimo Jackson on the show a lot? I um, feel like they might yeah. be. Is yeah. that an Easter egg? That is definitely an Easter egg. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I knew <laughs> she didn't just throw it out. Like, she didn't just pull Geronimo Jackson out of nowhere. No. I was like, have we seen this on the show before? Yeah. Also, what was going on with Charlotte? Like, what was she having, like, aneurysms or something? Caused by the time travel? Whatever was affecting Charlotte was affecting yeah. everybody, but just seemed like she was more sensitive towards it. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, everyone else was just like, oh, man, uh, I got blood leaking out of my face <laughs> now. And she's just like, oh, I've got blood leaking out of everywhere. Also, I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if the skips would have continued, I think everybody would have probably headed down that path. Yeah. Into she was just was. The, the weakest. She is um, British. The most British? Yeah, she's the most British. Yeah. Which makes her the, 
the weakest link and not the host of the weakest link? <laughs> I have a theory about this. I have a small, small theory. Okay. Like for for Charlotte, we know that she was on the island as a child. She says as much in this episode yeah. when we see her as a youth. Does that mean maybe she because she was closer in contact with the island and whatever the island generates or puts out, maybe that's why she got messed up faster than the rest that's of the possible, but Like she's vulnerable know. to the island, like how Superman is vulnerable to Kryptonite, Ooh, which is yeah. his own planet. Right, right. That's what I was also know Baby Miles was there, too, at the time. Oh, she knew, she pointed that out? No, but we know that from the Miles episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miles wasn't uh, getting real hurt. Oh, by yeah, you're right. Song. You're right. So uh, the Kryptonite defense is out. Yeah, yeah. that blows my theory right. out the water. Yeah. It's okay, it was only a little theory. <laughs> it was very tiny, this big. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but I'm making my thumb and my index you finger. Got, you gotta remember, AJ, it's not the size of your theory. It's what it's, you do with it. Yeah. Thank you. It's the Thank motion you. of your, your theory. It's the motion of my theory. Guys, I'm gonna put my theory to good motion. Wait. It's the motion of your oration? <laughs> I, I don't know what would rhyme with As that. a skilled no. orator, it's the motion of your oration. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're a skilled orator, it definitely doesn't matter if you're size of the This guy's mouth game is great. It's on top. Very cunning linguist. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It's like cunnilingus. Yes. Just threw it out there. Uh-huh. Now it's, no, it's not yeah. as funny. But maybe it is. It's super obvious. Well, what happens if you, you are uh, someone who knows a lot of language languages, but uh, you know, you're very uptight and everything has to be just so? Would they call you an anal linguist? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a polylinguist? No. no that, that, that doesn't sound like no. anal linguist. Because <laughs> that's what that joke is. <laughs> the joke is about eating ass. Tweet <laughs> <laughs> uh, at us your best anal linguist jokes. Yeah. Please, guys. At what bro pod? Yeah. If it. it's uh, just pictures of anal linguist, just tweet those to Chad underscore Wago. <laughs> You're going to get so many analingus feet. I haven't gotten any dicks from this show yet. (laughs) So yeah, step it up, guys. Mm -hmm. Guys, please. Dicks and analingus. (laughs) We're pretty pretty low on the dicks and the analingus. If you guys could send us more of that, we'd be very much Specifically to uh, AJ Nieves 003. (laughs) That's not the one, but, you know, send it to that guy. (laughs) Wait, that's not your it. Twitter? No, it's, it's just Amy of a zero zero. Oh, damn it. This was back before you you uh, started going by AJ. And you're yeah. just being called A. People were just calling me A for short. It, a. It was a lot of confusion, <laughs> like, in crowds. But we got through it. Uh-huh. So we had to add the J on. Oh, uh, Charlotte also, uh, while she's laying there, she says, uh, I'm not supposed to have chocolate before dinner. Which we do see her say as a little girl. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe. the last thing that she says before she dies, right? And Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Based on the way that uh, Faraday so. was talking later, didn't it seem like she gave him like some secret right before she died? Well, she basically said that she saw him on the island as a little girl. And that's the scene we get that we already oh, saw. Oh, that's, wh- yeah. that's why when he's saying, I won't tell her, he's saying that he won't tell young Charlotte never to come back to the island because she's going to die. Yeah. yeah. And, and what happens when he uh, talks to little girl Charlotte? Towards the end of the season? She says she's not supposed to have chocolate before dinner. Mm-hmm. And what did he say to her? Uh, he, he, I just remember die. him crying and being creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right. saying her name. 
and looks at her with those those very loving eyes. He does that thing where he's like, you're going to have to get on a plane with your mom and blah, blah, blah. And then he just kind of walks off, I think. He doesn't tell her that if she comes back, she's going to die. Did he not? I think. Did he? I thought he did. I don't remember. We'll have to go back and check. We have to go back. No, no. We have to go back. (laughs) Yeah, that's a catchphrase of the show, right? Yeah. (laughs) I like how we're uh, we're able to use the show catchphrase uh, in our exploration (laughs) of the show. Yeah. I feel like we've accomplished something there. (laughs) Man, I also like that we're hitting Easter eggs now that you can get. Oh, I knew the numbers because those are like, that's a very famous Easter egg. Right. I mean, even like, I guess maybe not Easter eggs as much as callbacks. I can Mm -hmm. think about the, the not supposed to have chocolate before dinner and things like that. Well, now you know where the, you're hitting the points where these are coming, the origin points. Yeah. The origin points for the callbacks. So now it's making a little bit more sense for us, but it's weird (laughs) still. Now, now I uh, understand all the reasons why they start shooting significant glances. <laughs> they were looking for a radio tower. Have we seen a radio tower on this island before? We've seen the torch station. All oh, right, when they were like watching like Sesame Street and stuff in yeah. the seventies. I think we can see some of the radio tower there. Okay, with a flame, a flame. So they're getting yeah. They, so they have the flame. Those guys pull up to the island. Well, not pull up, but they're stranded. It's strange because what I'm, I'm wondering. Oh, go ahead. I'm just very curious why they were there. Yeah, because mm. normally, I guess people that find the island, it's not entirely impossible to stumble upon the island. It's very right. difficult because the island's bopping around and this and that. But Jacob calls a specific set of people to the island, and they are there for a while. You was know, Alex supposed to be a candidate, too? No. Her no. name wasn't written on a, on a thing. Was Rousseau's name written on the on I don't thing? remember. I wonder. Because that was during one of the parts where I fell asleep. <laughs> like, well, I was usually much better at staying awake during the show than I was at uh, staying awake while we were talking about the show. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a little strange. Like, I know... Um, or they may be sent there by uh, old man... Uh, what's his name? Whitmore? Yeah. Well, this is in the 1980s. I don't think he was exiled. That, or was he exiled at this point? Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. He yeah. wasn't exiled yet because uh, he was in charge when uh, Ben took Alex. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so this will be sometime within the next few years, I guess. They said there were a scientific research team that were, that had just come from Tahiti. The same excuse that I think Sawyer used oh, yeah. later on. So I guess maybe these this scientific team legitimately stumbled upon this island by accident. Maybe that's why, because they have no importance to the island mm. or to Jacob, then the man in black is like, oh, good, just more. When did Eloise now. leave the island? Probably after the pregnancy, right? I she probably so. left before she gave birth. I don't assume. Yeah, we don't really see that. Because I think so she, she was she pregnant birth. when we saw her in the 70s. Because she, she raised Daniel on not on the island, right? right? Yeah. So... If maybe Eloise sent them. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, because she because she is like heavily invested into like science and finding stuff out about the island. Yeah, maybe so. That's a good kind of pull for that. I think that's one of the questions they left open ended with this research team. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, like they didn't they didn't go into like exactly their whole deal, minus that they were shipwrecked or whatever. Yeah. But I wonder because like I would love like I think that's that's a good theory. I would imagine that the Eloise would want someone to be back and collect more data because I don't think she was done with whatever she was doing. Well, and then, much like Jock, I'm sure that there's fanfic about this. <laughs> About Eloise Hawking and the French scientist team. <laughs> yes. French scientist. Science. 
Makes it always sound. sounds like I'm like having trouble talking when I sing. <laughs> <something. laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just them and their up-tempo up strumming. <laughs> so uh, we, we finally see more of the harbor scene. We kind of see uh, Sun's point of view of it. Yeah, yeah, she, pretty much. She, uh, she wants to know about, about her husband being alive. Mm-hmm. It is definitely gun. more centered on Sun no. than it's been in the other times that we've seen that scene. And a lot of those, a lot of things that happen in the scene, we kind of see it play out through different means, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Kate leaving and all that. Yeah. This is, a, this is a weird episode because I guess it's a Jin and Sun episode, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really focus on them because there's so much other stuff that's going on. Like, it's centered around them, right. but it's not about them. Yeah. Right. This isn't, we're not getting any kind of glimpses into their lives or anything. It's just yeah. more so their desperation and trying to find each yeah. other. Yeah. They're just kind of the anchor points in those storylines for us to follow, but it's not really about them. So that's, I think it's unique for episodes of Lost. I can't think of other ones that are like that, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think this season kind of started doing something a little weirder, or instead uh, of doing the whole flash back to somebody's to mm-hmm. a character-centric story, we get some of those later, I think. And then this one was just mostly they're flashing back between present and the seventies. Yeah, uh, from like the island time and on the mm-hmm. off island. Yeah, right, island yeah. time's a good uh, way to describe it because yeah. we don't actually know what time it was, yeah. except for that first scene. Yeah. Uh, someone said it out loud. Yeah. Other than that, it's just uh, I don't know. <laughs> They take Ben. He's like, okay, I'll give you, I'll show you proof that Jen is alive. Uh, which, by the way, is just that wedding ring that he had in his pocket the whole time. Right, right. So I'll take you to someone that can prove everything. Yeah. <laughs> and they take her to Eloise Hawking, who says, oh, yeah, you should go and get your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. she doesn't have proof of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have proof of anything. Oh, no, Ben had, had that ring. Yeah. Which, ben uh, had that ring. Yeah. Eloise just had a bunch of gobbledygook that she said <laughs> with a giant pendulum swing throughout a room somewhere. A bunch that of never hit anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be an outtake somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a good one. Yeah, and I feel like when they were filming it, there were probably like two PAs on the side of the uh, set that were just pushing, pushing it at it each back other. And forth. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot easier than trying to construct something that would swing properly. Mm-hmm. That yeah. must have been fun. Yeah. Either that day. or it would have been, like, really tiring. Like, by the end of the oh, day, yeah. both PAs <laughs> are just, like, dripping because they've basically been, like, throwing an exercise ball yeah. for 10 hours straight. And it's made of, like, paper mache and chicken wire, and like, it's starting to poke through and stabbing their hands. Oh, I yeah. was thinking that it was heavy. Oh, yeah. Probably heavy, too. Yeah, I, I wonder. It's... I would, I would, I would invest in the bloody thing, the bloody hand thing. Yeah, maybe <laughs> more that, of that religious uh, <laughs> yeah. symbolism. Yeah, like it's just symbolism that they couldn't throw into the show. <laughs> like, guys, you know what? We're, we we'll we'll tell the story. We don't even have to be on camera for this. Yeah. It was uh, it's ironic that um, Jim gave Locke that wedding ring, saying, "Hey, this is proof that I'm dead." And then Ben takes it and is like, "Oh, I'm I'm Ben. I like to lie to people because <laughs> at the time it's the truth, and use it as proof that he's alive." Because it turns out a wedding ring by itself isn't proof of anything other than, I guess, I've seen that person yeah. who may be alive or dead. Yeah, it's true. That's way, that's way true. Like, Ben is such a interesting master manipulator on, on the show. So he kind of just took that and I'm like, yoink. He's a master linguist. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's very good at manipulation during the scene where he's just like, I've done more to help you than you will ever know. <laughs> like, I stopped and I thought to myself, did he? Because, I mean, that sounded sincere. Yeah. yeah. He meant it, I guess, but I mean... He meant it in that me- in that way, but, like, it's almost like, you know, when a serial killer kind of reasons things yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just all like, but I did this for you. 
And, like, if you follow his weird train of thought, then, yeah, he did it for you. But in reality, he did it for himself. Yeah, he strangled uh, Locke with an extension cord. Yeah, and he did it for Locke. Yeah. <laughs> he did it to make sure that Locke could <laughs> not be a part of this sad, sad world where he's just being kind of pushed and pulled in all these different directions. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of we talked about this in the last episode, but when they go to see Eloise Hawking, and, like, oh, we don't have everybody. And she's like, oh, those will have to do... It's weird that in the next episode when she's saying, oh yeah, you gotta find your dead dad's shoes to put on Locke's body because everything has to be as close as possible. It's like, we're still missing people. Yeah, yeah. Like, they know that, like, Hurley and Saeed aren't with them and all that stuff. Like, there was no plan on how to replace them. Yeah, it's true. But, like, like, that having people there is a much bigger detail than the the dead man's shoes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. I... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it felt like the show was just trying to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and whatever stuck would, you know, would stick. Yeah, yeah like, it, it didn't... Like, if you look back on it, it none of it makes sense, really. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't make sense specifically because, like, you know, what, what are we doing here? Is there a specific way or is there a, an approximate way? Yeah. Or does it just do whatever and then hope? But I guess because if they had gotten every single person that had left the island to come back, does that mean that they would have all went back to the present day? Like, or, or is this case, in this case, like half of them... Oh, maybe that's why it was all weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. I would think that would be the, the whole thing. Like, it was an approximate. So, like, they yeah. got them to the island, but now you're stuck in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, okay? Yeah. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry. Drifted off. Yeah, it's okay. If you guys are wondering, um, yeah. Chad kind of stared off into the wild blue yonder. Um, <laughs> and I stared back into him and he didn't handle it. <laughs> and then I started rubbing uh, my beard against the uh, pop filter of the microphone <laughs> because I was falling asleep. Yeah. But you uh, you weren't snoring directly into it, so yeah. the audience might not know that you fell asleep this time. This time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that is the key draw to this show. How I uh, make sure to recommend it to people. I'm like, have you ever heard a host fall asleep during his own podcast? Well, then let me turn you on to a show. Called will... What's up with that girl? <laughs> oh. uh, well, one other thing I wanted to add, talk to you guys about is that in the van on the way to seeing um, seeing Eloise Hawking. Jack's like, oh, yeah, you know, if you, uh, if you don't shoot uh, Ben, uh, son, I'll do it after what he did to Kate. What did he do to Kate, do you guys think? What are some theories? Guess they didn't know they were going back to the island uh, up until that point. Yes. Like, what, why else would they be gathered together? They're not going to be opening, like, a like a Sabaros or anything. I know. Like, she, she picked up Aaron and left. We saw that. So it's not like he shot her or anything. It, right. Uh, she was very upset. Yeah. And then she's like, is this why you've been pretending to love Aaron? Right. And, yeah. and then he does this whole, I'm not pretending thing. But that's very interesting. Because, yeah, I think she had that reaction right after she heard, oh, yeah, we have to go back to the island. Mm. But then I would imagine Jack probably said something along those lines previously, right? I think that Kate was tricked or, oh, I bet Ben grabbed Aaron. Oh, yeah, and then the son had to pull a gun on him, so then she, then, then Kate grabbed Aaron and then took off. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, because that that would definitely be doing something to Kate. Yeah. And it would explain why she's just like, we're, we're getting out of here, we're leaving. Yeah, and then that, that 
Also, it brings the gun into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a solid theory. That's actually, yeah, a wonder. That sounds pretty solid. Yeah, because I honestly do not remember. There is that one, there's a, there's one thing that happens towards the beginning of the episode with the French team where that one asshole guy gets gone, the one that's getting yeah. his arm ripped off. Right. And then, um, Daniel Rousseau's boyfriend or father of a child at the time says like, no, or Jin says, no, don't go after him or whatever, because we know it's the smoke monster just trying to lure them in. And, um, he says, we don't leave anybody behind, which is, I guess that's, that's kind of a recurring theme on the show where they say nobody gets left behind, but everybody gets left behind. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, people always get like left someplace not supposed to. They just left Charlotte and like <laughs> Daniel Faraday in that wilderness area. Yeah. Just to kind of die. Like, we'll be back for you. Like, no, you won't. (laughs) Also, now that we've seen the last scene for Daniel, until he comes back, we have no idea how, when he got to the 70s, he ended up on the sub. Yeah, how did he get off the island? Yeah. Because we haven't, we had it. Yeah, I guess, I mean, sometime in that three years, he just was like, oh, by the way, I'm a scientist and I can go do sciencey stuff back at. Dharma headquarters, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Sending back to Ann Arbor. Yeah, I guess somewhere within the three years, he kind of ends up getting back to the, to the... I guess that's where he builds that, that whole place under the church, right? Where they have that swinging pendulum? Oh, yeah. Because she says there was a very clever man who devised a way to right. find out where the island was going to be. She doesn't... Uh, Eloise doesn't name the man, but if Daniel was off-island working on something, I would assume that would be something Yeah, like it would that. make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Where he uses, I guess, his, his physicist knowledge to build that pendulum. No. Even though uh, he, at that time, Eloise didn't even give birth to him at that point, right? Yeah. She was... She was yeah, still she was, Yeah, I think she was pregnant with him when they... During all that 70s stuff. Were, was Whitmore and Eloise... Uh, married on the island were they considered because they were a couple that's how they had daniel right but yeah. like were they were they married or anything like that I mean, she never changed her name right? she's always hawking and he's uh Whitmore. So where does faraday come from because we have a Whitmore and hawking <laughs> and we made a faraday like daniel question. i don't know if that... i think that's just random science names because <laughs> yeah. there's faraday cages stephen hawking yeah. i don't know what Whitmore comes I from know. i think it was all because they came up with these names before they realized that they wanted all these people to be related yeah that also <laughs> sounds like something that might have happened yeah that sounds about right. Also, uh, speaking of names, AJ, you said uh, Danielle Rousseau. That I thought you said Daniel LaRusso, <laughs> which we all know is the Karate Kid. Um, I think I think Danielle Rousseau was the Karate Kid before she yeah. learned French. And uh, I think we're learning that uh, like Danielle Rousseau was <laughs> biologically a woman. Yeah. yeah. Children. Oh, oh, the fourth what? Karate Kid movie was had a girl in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. A girl who uh, later starred in Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, and right. Also, uh, she was not the Karate Kid uh, because she was French, so she was the uh, Savat Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the French martial art, right? Oh, I, I'm not sure. S a v a t. Sounds right. What what is kind of martial art is, is that? Savate, savate, savate. Your savat sounds right. You think that there's Do you think that there's a lot of savants of savat? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, since we're looking at Wikipedia, everybody, Mighty Max, the TV show, uh, was from 1993 to 1994, and was uh, based on the uh, British Mighty Max toys, which was uh, an outgrowth of the Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket line. Oh, oh okay. Crap. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and yes, it is Savat. Uh, it's also known as uh, Box Francaise. 
French boxing, French mm-hmm. kickboxing, yeah. or French foot fighting. Hmm. Who is who is the best user of that martial art? That's who is the Jean-Claude most Claude famous savant master? Yes. Tell me Jean-Claude Van Damme. I hope so. He's Belgian, I, but I assume he probably studied it. Yeah. I, I want to know what his Belgian ass knows that French martial art. <laughs> I'm Googling most famous savant master now. <laughs> <laughs> In 2011, uh, Bleacher Report ranked the best practitioner in each martial art. And uh, Savat Chick Congo is uh, <laughs> one of the best known saboteurs. Saboteurs. Or saboteurs. I don't know how it's pronounced. Chick Congo? Yeah, Chick Congo. C H E I C K space K O N G O. That sounds like a Quentin Tarantino character. <laughs> it does. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bounty hunter. <laughs> it's a bounty hunter that's mostly hunting probably Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Or like Tom, Tom Sizemore or something. <laughs> or he's going after Django. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Django versus Congo. <laughs> Chick Congo. Chick Congo. That sounds so terrifying. That's yeah. a name that inspires fear a little bit. Yeah. We hit a lot of the Easter eggs I had written down. Oh, um, on Ben's van. On the side of it, it's uh, it's called Canton Rainier uh, Plumbing or something. And uh, Canton Rainier is an anagram for the word reincarnation. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's good to know. And then uh, when they, in the very first scene, we got all the French people. Jin's telling them, oh, he's got, uh, he's got his camp there. And there's also there's like this radio tower and stuff. One of the French guys is like, oh, really? Oh, and he says the helicopter. And he mentions the helicopter. And the French guy's like, oh, really? A helicopter? Next thing you know, you're going to be talking about a, a submarine. <laughs> like, that's the most ridiculous thing I can think of, a submarine. Right. As far as modes of transportation yeah. go for this island. For this island out in the middle of water. By the way, have you guys seen my awesome arm? I'm going to have it forever. <laughs> you guys enjoy arms? Yeah. Me too. And then there's like the other guy was smoking right next to him. And he's like, come on, man. I hate smoke. <laughs> and there's one thing I hate is smoke. You know that's going to kill you, all that smoke. Yeah, you should stop smoking, buddy. You know what I hate? I hate being engulfed in all of your smoke. <laughs> I just wish I don't like the smell of it, yeah. the look of it. And like I just punched him in the arm. and it was... Guys, yeah. we're uh, wasting a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> for wasting talking. Uh, Chad, are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, I'm not having a stroke. It's the island that's getting to me. Uh, because it is time to travel. That, uh, that would be another line that one of the guys said in your little improvised scene. Yeah, it's time to travel. That, 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 that's what I was going for. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. I just thought you were just talking to us. I'm so sorry. I should, I should have affected a French accent. <laughs> To make sure that you guys knew. It's a me. It is time to travel. Can you say it's a me, Mario, with a French accent? It's a me, Mario. <laughs> I just sound like Wario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Wario is French. He seems okay. like he'd be Because that's the, that's the bizarro. Uh, Italian is French. So, yeah, it's the opposite of Italian. Yeah. Yeah, French is the bizarro Italian. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I, I think that works because uh, every person that I've met that's Italian has yeah. been nice to me. No, I know. I've never met a kind French person. <laughs> They've all been fucking dicks. <laughs> hey, hey, French listeners, come at me, bro. <laughs> at Chad underscore Wago. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, um, you know, you know, it's the only way to prove me wrong. By being nice to me, <laughs> oh my god, fucks! I think I think you're gonna get like an inbox message yeah. from Chico Congo on your Twitter, <laughs> on your Twitter account. You know, the world's best saboteur is gonna kick you in the face. 
And he's just going to keep proving me right <laughs> about French people being dicks. Goodness. Also, other uh, famous uh, savant masters <laughs> include uh, Lord Byron and Alexandre Dumas. I'm serious. That's what it has Is on, that on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. I want get, that martial arts sounds so unknown to me. Do mm-hmm. a lot of people practice it? Is it a wide known thing? Uh, it's not like super uh, widely known. The only time it was practiced in the Summer Olympics was in 1924. Oh my gosh! Uh, this is old. If Lord Byron was doing it, yeah. <laughs> I see. Savat takes its name from the French for old shoe. Do not. Do not. <laughs> Do you wish to challenge me in my home? How do you like my old shoe to your crane style? <laughs> ha ha! When used abruptly, my old shoes are unbeatable. <laughs> it's just like a guy comes out of nowhere. It's like Kung Fu Hustle. He just has like shoes draped around his shoulders. Old, old shoes. <laughs> he just starts flinging them at you. <laughs> uh, okay, that was all my Easter eggs. Um, So Chad, next week's episode, season five, episode four... What do you think is going to happen? Uh, or, ooh, me, AJ, pull up uh, next week's episode title, read out the title, and then Chad, based off of that, what do you think is going to happen? Ooh, okay, let's do it. All right, good. I get a prompt for this scene. <laughs> okay, so next week's episode is going to be called... Give me the title. <laughs> Sorry, it's taking me longer than uh, I thought. Can I cut all of this out, or I just put play uh, that disturbed song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. We'll find it. Oh, we'll find it. Did, uh, did Richard Cheese ever cover uh, Donald Sims? Oh, I almost certainly did. I got I it. That was one of the bigger ones. Because that would be uh, also fun to play <laughs> instead of actually playing the story. Next week's episode is called The Little Prince. Oh. The Little Prince. Uh, Le Petit <laughs> Prince. So. Yes. I, Le Petit Prince. So. That's, that's very French. Prince? Yeah. yeah. I like Prince better. For some reason, it sounds like my favorite kind of superhero. <laughs> Prince Lord of the Princes. <laughs> I have the power to command other princes to do my bidding. That's my, his whole power. <laughs> and my only vulnerability, booty. <laughs> oh man, does Prince love that booty? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the little prince is going to be an episode that is about... I think it's going to be about Faraday in the 50s. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, it's going to be like the whole team, but Faraday is the one who's like sort of leading them through uh, what's going on. And maybe he gets to meet Widmore ah. when Widmore was much younger than when we see him in the 70s. Right. 20 years younger. Yeah, so the title of The Little Prince, does that mean that we're talking about uh, young Widmore who is uh, being groomed for leadership despite his youth? Right. Or are we talking about Faraday? Are you guys That's familiar it. with the, the, the book, book, The Little Prince? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever read I've it. never read I know it. that he tames a fox. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a Faraday. Like a space box, I think. <laughs> Space box. I wonder, is it? Because the little prince lives on a a planet somewhere else, right? (laughs) That's like the whole thing. It happens in space. I think so. Yeah. I thought this was like a a Renaissance story. Wait, are you are you thinking about the prince the prince by Machiavelli? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, the little prince is another. Yeah, the little prince is another French story. I think. It's also Machiavelli's Italian. He's Bizarro French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, the little Machiavelli. Yeah. 
And then we so have yeah, if you ever read the Little Prince, uh, tweet us if you've read the regular Prince, uh, tweet Prince. Oh, I would really mm. like to uh, hear if any of you guys have any parallels between the Little Prince and Machiavelli's The Prince. <laughs> I want to hear basically when doves cry, you guys. Yeah. That's my only interest. So tweet um, to AJ, just the links to that video on YouTube. Yeah, or just the times and when doves start to cry. Oh, yeah. Much. If you actually have footage of an actual dove crying. Yeah. Um, Send that right over to me. Just at me at that. (laughs) Or DM me. Whatever. I I want to see doves crying, but not like... Slide up in his DMs with uh, (laughs) doves crying. Please. Slide up in my DMs with some doves crying. I'd like to see that. Go find a a dove funeral and just get some footage. Yeah. Like like even an Irish dove funeral <laughs> right or like they're shooting arrows at the uh at a bunch of kindling that's 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 a that, viking that's funeral. viking <laughs> that's not irish at all no. guys no i think irish funerals are just uh, regular funerals with more alcohol i think so <laughs> at the wake yeah I, that makes more sense than what i said earlier or is that just racist I, yeah, I guess that was me kind of being racist. Is it racist maybe or... racist and true? I think it's racist and true. Okay. No, no, when <laughs> I said that Irish funerals are regular funerals, but with more alcohol. <laughs> I think, I mean, I've seen in movies and stuff, like, they take the body to, like, bars and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a real thing or just a movie thing. Oh, I want that to be a real thing. <laughs> if, if that's a real thing, I want to have an Irish funeral. Yeah. Just like, like Irish wakes or pub crawls? Yeah, I think it's like that. Is it like Weekend at Bernie style? Or the guy <laughs> is just like... in a coffin. <laughs> oh, shit. They're not <laughs> taking him out and making him dance to voodoo music. <laughs> or putting like dark shades on him and having him like sit at the bar with them while they're like getting their drink I'll on. I bet that happens at some point. <laughs> That's usually like five bars in. Yeah. yeah, five bars in. They're all like, ah, get, get old Frankie out of the... Uh, <laughs> get old McAllister. That's not even Irish. Whatever. <laughs> get old... Oh, few... Oh... The uh, two brothers I met with the most Irish possible names Mm. were uh, Michael Patrick O'Sullivan (laughs) and Danny Thomas O'Sullivan. Oh, Oh, nice. Get old O'Sullivan out. Let's get some drinks. (laughs) Get old Sully out there. (laughs) You too good to drink with us, Sully? And they smack him around a little bit. Uh, Teach him a lesson. (laughs) I'll teach you to be better than us in death. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's what Chad thinks is going to happen next week on The Little Prince. Well, listeners, uh, check that out um, next week. And thank you for listening to this episode all the way through and staying awake the whole time. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for the passive aggressive show. So, Chad, if we want to come and find you, how do we reach you? Uh, you can always find me at my website, negative1.net, that has links to all of my projects, including this show, uh, my other show, The Golden Boys, and uh, Guys with Issues. And perhaps uh, I might even remember. By the time you hear this podcast, to put up links to uh, buy tickets for Steve Byrne at the Blue Note, who Ooh. I will be opening for nice. on August 9th. August 9th. Oh, that's coming Wednesday, up. Wednesday, August yeah. 9th. Yeah, just a couple of days. Yeah, come and get those tickets, yo. Yeah. Dave, come where can we find you? <laughs> Dave, where can we find uh, you? At? You can find me on Twitter at DKJ Comedy, and uh, I eat ice cream every day and take pictures of that, so you can see that. Um, if you want to follow the show, we're at What Bro Pod on Twitter. And also, uh, we got a Facebook, and uh, now we're on Instagram, yeah, which and, is pretty great. And you can come and find me at anevis003 on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to reach me, you guys. Yeah, so yeah. Just reach out. Send me some pictures of doves. Or um, or also, yeah, follow our other Twitter handle at WhatBroPod. Yeah. And our, uh, our, on our Instagram, um, I've been getting into that that app, Diddy, Diddy It, which is, I think, a few years old and not uh, relevant anymore. But, but I'm it's still some of good. Those. Yeah. So if you like seeing... Um, 
The lines from Lost set to music. That's going to happen every week. <laughs> is it? Is that why? Uh, oh, wait. The lines are from Lost. Yeah. I thought the lines were from our podcast. I thought that's why you were writing down some of the stuff that we said. Oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that stuff. Yeah, okay. We'll see. It might be. I just check it out. It'll probably be on Instagram, so follow us there. Mm-hmm. Please. And uh, yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. I think that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.